Hallelujah. Are you ready for the word? Yeah. Open up your Bibles. Yeah. Go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Tell your neighbor, welcome to the ministry. You're like, Pastor, I just started coming to church. I'm ready in the ministry. Amen. Welcome to the ministry. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, beginning verse 1, it says, I really don't need to write to you about this ministry of giving for the believers in Jerusalem. Stop right there. Everybody say the ministry of giving. Faith Please God Church, we have, we have a vision and a mission from the Lord. Our vision is for people to experience victory in life through faith in God. It's a simple statement. But there are people that come in with all sorts of issues, marital problems, finances, their bodies are sick, their relationships are broken. They've, had, they've, had, they've gone through all the wars and they've gone through all the turmoil that comes by the attacks of the enemy. And they come to the house of God seeking an answer from the Lord. And when they come to this church or they hear us online and, and they begin to hear the word of God, we have a vision for them that they're going to have victory in Jesus' name. God didn't raise us up to speak to people's emotions. If you came to church so that you'll feel well, you came to the wrong church. God rose us up to give you victory in Jesus' name to teach you how to be victorious of whatever was sent by hell to defeat your life, to destroy your life. Jesus came to set the captives free. And there's power in the name of Jesus. So we will preach boldly about having faith in God and trusting in his promises and his word so that even though you go through a trial, the trial will not destroy you, it will not hurt you, and you will have the victory in Jesus' name. The promise of God is that we are more than a conqueror. Say, I'm more than a conqueror. More than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens you. And that is the victory that God has given us. Not, not to be delivered from our, our circumstances, but to have power over the circumstance so that if it ever tries to come again, you know your God and you know his power to set you free, to bring you to a place of victory. And what I love about victory is it's not just for you. You might be going through a trial or, 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 or trouble, and you're dealing with something, and you're, you're crying out to God, but God will give you his word. He'll give you a revelation. The power of God will come upon you. You'll see the miracle working power of God, and then you walk into that victory so that when you hear about somebody else who's going through it, Someone else who's dealing with the situation. Now you have a revelation from God to give them. You have a testimony of how God delivered you from that situation and brought you to the land of victory. Amen. You have a testimony. You have, you have a, a story that no devil can steal from you. Amen. You have keys to the kingdom of heaven that unlocks victory, not just for yourself, but for others. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why we don't get discouraged when we go through trials, when we go through troubles, amen? Because during that time, your faith is going to be tested, your patience is going to be tested, but if you will hold on to the word of God and you will trust God along the way, the glory of the Lord will come, and God will receive all the glory and all the honor for his, the victory that he gives you, amen? Say, I have victory in Jesus' name. And so that's what our mission here at Faith is God is for, for everyone that comes and anyone that, that, that comes, no matter what they've been going through in life, we have a vision of victory. 
But pastor, you don't know my problems. You don't know how bad it's been. You don't know how difficult. You don't know how long I've been suffering with this. God has a promise of victory for you. Just because you've been going through something is difficult. Yes, it's difficult. But if you will fight the good fight of faith, God will give you the victory. And your problems will change. Your problems will change. The promises of God will be revealed in your life. And you will inherit victory in Jesus' name. Amen. I got, I got a, a prophetic word for you. No matter what you are going through, Jesus will give you the victory. The victory is yours. You're going to make it. Amen. So people come into the church and, and, and you know, no matter what kind of life they've lived, no matter what kind of brokenness, what kind of they're dealing with, some of them, they, they look great on the outside, but there's some stuff dealing on the inside. Amen. No matter what they've, got, they've been through, we see, we see them with eyes of victory. We don't see them defeated. We see them more than a conqueror. Amen? Because our eyes are not upon their situation and our eyes are not upon other, uh, on them. Our eyes are upon the Lord. And, and we trust in what God can do and what God has done for them. Amen? And so that's what, that's, that's what we see everyone. That they come in, you know, they, they might come in broken, but we see them with eyes of victory. Amen. We see them the healed. We see them the blessed. We see them overcomers in Jesus' name. Amen. Say, I have the victory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And all, all, all they need is a little bit of faith. Just a little bit of faith. Trusting in God. Amen. Instead of believing their problems and dealing with the fears and the worries and the stress, just believing in God, trusting in God. Amen. And as they hear the word of God and they begin to stand in the word of God, their problems begin to change they begin, begin to change. And next thing you know, their whole world is changed. Amen. That's what we do. That's what, that's what we do at, at, at church. Faith pleases God. So if you came to be babied, you came to the wrong place. But you don't understand, Pastor. He said this. She did that. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, Pueblecito. What are you going to do about it? Let me ask you a question. What are you going to do about it? Are you, are, you, are you going to stay crying in the corner about being a victim? Don't you realize what Jesus has done for you? Don't you realize the victory that he has given to you? That's our job, is to tell you about what the Lord has done for you. That Jesus is not dead, but he's alive. And the king of glory wants to come alive inside of you. And the glory of God will begin to be revealed through you. Amen. And the world will see the goodness of God in your life. Amen. You might come in here defeated, but you're not leaving here the same way. You're walking out of this place more than a conqueror in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Say, I have the victory. Amen. And so, you know, that's why I want to tell you, I love you. I love you. Look at your neighbor and say, Pastor loves you. I love you, but I'm not going to baby you. I'm going to teach you how to walk in victory. Amen. And, and, and yeah, you might fall down sometimes, but don't worry. We got ministers and pastors and we'll, we'll help you up. Amen. We're not going to leave you down. Amen. We're going to lift you up, but we're going to lift you up with the word of victory. We're going to lift you up with the word of God and you're going to see that the glory of God will be revealed in your life. 
And it'll get to a place where the people will look at you and they'll say, you're different. Something's changed. Why are you smiling? Why are you so happy? You'll even look at yourself like, man, I'm different. I don't have weights upon my shoulders anymore. I don't, I'm not oppressed. I'm free because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? That's what the body of Christ is supposed to do. We're supposed to minister to one another, not baby each other, but minister to one another and show them the truth of the word of God, amen? Listen, I understand you're dealing with something. We'll listen, amen. We'll cry with you. We'll, we'll, we'll laugh with you. And, you know, we will, we, will, we will, but when all that's done, when all that's done, let's get back to the word. Let's get back to the promise of God. Let's get back to victory, amen. Hallelujah. This is the work of the Lord. And when we do this for you, we are not doing this for you. We are doing it for Jesus. Amen. When I preach, I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching to Jesus. The Bible says that, that the Spirit of God will come upon you. Jesus said, and you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be a witness unto me. So when I lead someone to Christ, I'm not leading them, that person, to Christ. I'm not telling that person. I'm telling Jesus who Jesus is to me. So that when they give their life to the Lord, I did it in the name of Jesus, but I did it unto Jesus. In everything we do, we do it unto the Lord. Amen. When we preach, we preach unto the Lord. When we worship, how many you know that when you worship God, you are ministering unto him? Well, pastor, I don't feel like worshiping. It doesn't matter. It's not about you. It's about him. Well, I don't feel like praising. It's not about you. It's about him. Amen. Get your, get your dance on. Get your shout on. Get your worship on. But how many of you know that when you begin to worship him in the spirit and truth, when you make it all about him, he, his presence makes it so beautiful that you don't want to stop, but to, you just want to continue to worship and minister unto him. We do everything unto the Lord. Amen. Some people say, oh, ministry is tough. Ministry is not tough. Ministry is the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. It's the easiest thing. If ministry is tough, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it in your strength. You're doing it being led by yourself. But when you serve the Lord, you might be going through difficult seasons, difficult situations, but the glory of God will be there to help you. Amen. Amen. And everyone that is saved is a minister. Amen. You're all called to preach the gospel, amen? Tell your neighbor, preach, preacher. Oh, but pastor, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I've never done that before. You gotta change your eyes. Are you preaching to a person or you're preaching to the Lord? Are you telling Jesus what he means to you or are you telling someone trying to convince them? Amen? When we minister, we minister unto the Lord. When we worship, who do we worship? Who do we worship? And we worship unto the Lord. We minister unto him, amen, in everything that we do. Here in this scripture, there's another ministry that you're called to. Everyone's called to the ministry of evangelism to lead people to Christ. How many of you know that this world needs to hear about the love of Jesus Christ, that people need to get saved? Today's the day of salvation, amen? Today's the day of salvation. I want to tell you, 
If any time we should be walking in the continual uh, urgency of winning souls, it's now. It's now. We need to let everyone know that Jesus is Lord. We need to tell everyone that Jesus is Lord. Amen? Well, especially when we have so many things happening. There's, Jesus said nobody will know the time, but you could discern the time. Just like when you see the storm clouds, you discern, oh, it's going to rain. That's the same way the Son of Man is going to return. How many know that Jesus is coming back for his church? Amen. There's a rapture to be take, that's going to take place. Amen. There's, there's a catching up. And we want everyone to be saved. We want everyone to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's our responsibility. To tell the world that Jesus is coming again and there's salvation through Jesus Christ. Do you know how many people are ready to kill themselves because they can't stand living anymore? You know how many nations are, are getting ready to make decisions that will change the, the course of time? I can't control those things, but what I can control is the preaching of the gospel. Can I tell someone that Jesus loves them and let them know that that God has not forsaken them, that there's salvation waiting for them. If they would just call upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. You're called to that ministry. You're a soul winner. Say, I'm a soul winner. And it's as simple as telling people Jesus loves you. God has a plan for your life. There's life in Jesus Christ. Everyone that has received salvation can give salvation. How many of you have been, how many of you are saved? Let me see your hands. Freely you receive, freely you give. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We're all called to saving souls. And we're all called to the second ministry, the ministry of giving. We're all called to serve God with our offerings and our tithes. Governments are not going to pay for the preaching of the gospel. And we don't want their money. Amen. Businesses are not going to give to the preaching of the gospel, and we don't want them many. Only the people of God that, that have been marked with the blood of Jesus, that have been bought with the price, are responsible for the preaching of the gospel. Amen? Say, I'm called to the ministry of giving. And we need to begin to change our hearts to desire to give to God, to honor the Lord in our tithes and offerings for the preaching of the gospel. Never give to something that God does not want to build. Never give to a ministry that is not doing the ministry. If they're not winning souls, it's a terrible investment. You're giving charity, but you're not giving to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And here in this scripture, the Apostle Paul's talking to us about the ministry of giving. In verse 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 1, I really don't need to write to you about this ministry of giving for the believers in Jerusalem. For I know how eager you are to help, and I have been boasting to the churches in Macedonia that you in Greece were ready to send an offering a year ago. In fact, it was your enthusiasm that stirred up many of the Macedonian believers to begin giving. How many of you have enthusiasm to give to the Lord? Verse three, but I'm sending these brothers to be sure you really are ready as I have been telling them, and that your money is all collected. I don't want to be wrong in my boasting about you. 
We would be embarrassed not to mention your own embarrassment if some Macedonian believers came with me and found that you weren't ready after all I had told them. So I thought I should send these brothers ahead of me to make sure the gift you promised is ready. But I want it to be a willing gift, not one given grudgingly. Verse 6, remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. So God begins to stir in our hearts about this ministry. And we begin to desire to honor God and to give unto the Lord. I'm not giving because I'm wanting God to, to bless me. I'm already blessed by the Lord. I have his promises. But I do know that when I begin to stir my heart and my affection towards the Lord, and I begin to love what God loves and desire for the preaching of the gospel to be magnified in the land, it is my responsibility to pay for it. It's my responsibility. It's not the government. It's, it's, not, it's not the banks. It's not the business. It's my responsibility. It's the body of Christ's responsibility for the preaching of the gospel. I do it with my words, but I do it also with my giving. Amen. Everybody say give. And the word of God says that when I give, it's not just giving, I'm sowing. And if I want to see greater, if I want to be able to give greater tomorrow, I have to sow greatly today. I work the seed. I sow a little today because I have a little. But then tomorrow I see the, the abundance, the harvest, and I'm able to give more. Amen. How many love the harvest? How many can honestly say that God's blessing and God's harvest that has come into our life, into your life has been overwhelming? Amen. He's a good God. And a person that lives in lack is a person that does not have faith in God. You might have a need, but God will always give you a seed. And you begin to sow little. And then next thing you know, the seed has increased. And you're able to sow more. And then you're able to sow more. And able to sow more, amen? I live a life of giving. It's impossible for you to hang out with me without me wanting to bless you somehow, some way. And you might say, well, pastor, I don't need you to give into my life. You don't understand. You might be good ground. I need to sow seed in your life. It's not about you. It's about me. I want to change my tomorrow by sowing the seed today. Amen. You go, the, everyone in this world lives in the land of lack. It's, even those that have a lot of resources, and a lot of wealth, they also, I need more. Or what I have is not enough. But if you begin to be like that widow might and see what she had and she says, I'm going to honor God with this and give, you'll see that God will continue to increase you. This is the principle of increase for your life. Give unto the Lord, but it starts with your heart. Do you want to minister unto the Lord in your giving? Do you desire to give? Do you desire to honor God, to serve the Lord? Do you desire for the preaching of the gospel to go forth? Are you thankful that the God, what God has done for your life? Because we are responsible for this generation. 
The Bible says, how would they, how would they preach unless they're sent? And so when we give, we give unto God. We're not giving to a man. We're giving unto the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We're serving God in our giving. And if you have a discouragement and you're thinking, man, I don't have enough, you know, pastor, this is, I, I can't give. Give where you're at. Sow your seeds. Trust God. Because the same God that saved you, the same God that healed you, is the same God that will bless you. According to the promises of his word. The apostle Paul said this, as you excel in everything, excel in this ministry as well. I want to be an excellent giver. Give in all seasons at all times. And it's not about what you don't have. Start where you are at. Because I promise you, when you go to the Lord, when you begin to say, God, I want to honor you, I want to give, God will begin to show you how he will prosper you and bless you so that you give more. There's an increase, amen. A person that comes to the Lord and that has needs. I, I can't pay my bill. I've never been able to break out of poverty. I'm almost in the same cycle. A person that, that is in, living in that land of lack, God will begin to show him his mercy. Everybody say mercy. Where God somehow, some way makes a way. Where there's, there's issues and problems of finances, that, that bills that can't be paid, but somehow, some way, God paid for it. God took care of it. God blessed. How many of you have experienced the mercy of God? Where you are in need and you ask God to help you and somehow, some way, God supplied for you. How many know that he's still Jehovah Jireh? He is the Lord, our provider, amen? And he's faithful, amen? How many thank God that he supplies all your needs, amen? According to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. But that's the mercy of God. But you can step on into the grace of God. Where God gives you the power to prosper. Where God begins to put favor upon your life. God begins to give you wisdom and understanding. You walk into a place, next thing you know, you have several deals that are all going to prosper because of, because of the goodness of God upon your life. Amen. That's what God, where God wants to take you. He wants to empower you to prosper. Amen. And it's not just by your hard labor and by your work, but it's by the favor of God that goes before you that man will begin to recognize and want to do business with you because of God. Amen? Everybody say favor. favor. And you might say, well, well, why did they get the deal and I didn't get the deal? Favor. Amen. Why did the door open up for them but not for me? Favor. Amen. Why are their family blessed and I'm not? Favor. Amen. Let me tell you a secret. Favor ain't fair. Favor ain't fair. Amen. But the word of God says that you can work the system by sowing seed. And as you sow seed, you will reap an abundance of harvest. And what does the word of God say? In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, it says, You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Amen? Say, God loves a cheerful giver. Now, here's the promise in verse 8. And God will generously provide all you need then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. That's the promise. That's the promise. Say, that's the promise. Again, that's the promise. Thank God for his mercy. 
Thank God for his mercy. But God wants to take you out of living in the mercy and start living in the grace. Jesus paid the price. The Bible says, though he was rich, yet he be became poor so that we might become rich. Amen? And I want you to begin to trust God because I believe there's going to be a divine outpouring of abundance and prosperity like we've never seen before, especially for divine, for, for this last end time harvest. Amen. I believe that God's going to raise up amazing, excellent givers because you can only give what God provides. Amen. I believe that God's going to bring in resources from the north, south, east, and west. Abundance is coming to your house and you'll be able to give to the Lord and honor others and be a blessing into your community because of the goodness of God upon your life. Amen. And even though you might have dealt with a lot of, a lot of lack and, and not enough, I believe that God is uprooting you from the land of lack and putting you into the land of blessing. I declare this Rio Grande Valley is blessed in the name of Jesus. I'm going to put my faith in God. I've tried everything else. I tried to do it on my own. I even tried what the world did. I tried to go and, and get lottery tickets. I tried to do everything that the world thought. I tried to do it on my own. But now I realize I'm not on my own. But God is with me. And if God is with me, he will give me the strength to do what he's put in my heart to do. But it all starts with the heart. I'm going to give to God. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to excel in my ministry. Is giving your ministry. You have to make that decision. I'm going to make my, this is going to be my ministry. And when I can't serve God in my ministry, I'm going to take it up between the Lord. Father, why can I not honor you the way I desire to honor you? Lord, give me an anointing to honor you and to bless you the way I desire to bless you. And watch what God will do. Watch how God will give you creativity. How many love creativity? Witty ideas. Who knows, you might make the next great tortilla. Start a business. Amen. But God will bless you. God will give you ideas. He'll be with you. Because he honors his word. And he always honors those who follow his word. Amen. Is that you? I believe that's you. Amen. Can we give God praise? Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's go and honor God with our tithes and offerings. Amen. Let's sow seeds this morning. If you'd like to give online, you can go to our website, fpgchurch.com, fpgchurch.com. You can also give using Cash App, FPG Church. Just go to... The, the cash out, the dollar sign, FPG Church. Amen. There's an envelope in the front of your chair if you'd like to give on, give through the envelope. Amen. Just do what the Lord has put in your heart. Sow seeds. Amen. Honor God with your tithes and offerings. And, and believe God together. Amen. Let's believe God together. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Pastor, there's some desires that I have in my heart. Sow for it. Amen. Sow for it. How many know that money is a seed? Amen. Pastor, I don't have money. Okay, serve the Lord. Come, serve in the house of God. Amen. Hallelujah. There's, some, there's a lot of things to do here at church. How many believe that, that your time is a seed as well? My father called it sweat equity. Amen. And trust me, you come hang out at the church, we'll put you to work. We'll put you to work real quick. We'll teach you some stuff. Amen. Hallelujah. I, 
I can't tell you how many people, they, they, they wanted to serve God, they wanted to, they wanted to sow, but they didn't have finances to do it. So they started coming to church and just working in the church. And, and next thing you know, they got a job. People who couldn't get jobs, they started serving God. And next thing you know, they got a job real quick. Amen. That's you. That's you. That's right. For how long? Two years? Two years, 11 months. She had no job. She was homeless on the street. Oh, no. She, but she had no job. But her family was blessed. And God used her. She would serve. She's ministered to many, especially in the marriage ministry. She came to church and just began to serve throughout the day. Always available. And now she has a job with a greater raise than her previous job. And uh, she doesn't even have to leave her house. She just puts on, just, just puts on her makeup and goes on a little camera real close up. So. And she's so blessed, amen. I love your testimony, amen. And God did it for you. God did it for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody say favor. It's not fair. It's not fair. When, when, when this world is over, my last days here in this world are over. I'm not going to be thinking about, man, I wish I had, I'd worked a little harder and make money. Man, I wish I got this so I could do that. The only thing that matters is, did I serve God? You could put a vision and a mission to your, your business, a purpose in your life to honor God. And you're gonna see when you get to heaven, there's gonna be so many rewards and so many crowns, so many testimonies of the goodness of God. I wanna tell you, this church is very blessed. The nation's blessed, faith pleases God church because we give to the nations. We sow into ministries. We send out evangelists. We, we sponsor crusades. We preach the gospel through the medias. This is a soul-winning station, this church. Amen. And I, 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 don't, I don't care about what's in the bank account. I don't care about making money. I just want to win souls for the kingdom of heaven. I want to see people's lives changed for the glory of God. I want to see the curse of sin and death broken because they heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to see the lost saved. Amen. And we'll do that together because it's not just about my ministry. I believe we're going to be sending out evangelists to the nations, ministers to the farthest parts of the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Say this with me, no fear. How many have heard a lot of news, reports on the news, and they keep on using the N-word? Nuclear. Nuclear. And the funny thing about it is our, our whole society is pretty much numb. Several years we've gone through from bad news to bad news to bad news. Wars and rumors of wars. You should study all the earthquakes that are taking place around the world. I mean, this book can't be any more clear about when the end shall be. I don't know if we're going to be here another 10 days or another 1,000 years. I don't know. But all I know is that every day I'm living, I'm going to live as Jesus is coming soon. So I'm going to make sure that the gospel is preached. 
I'm going to make sure that I'm going to live for the Lord. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to keep on teaching you and preaching to you about the goodness of God. Because I believe that your children are going to grow up in the ways of the Lord. That your life will be changed and the glory of God will be manifested through you. Amen? Hallelujah. So the end time harvest is now. Amen? It's time for us to sow into the kingdom of heaven. Amen? Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Tonight I'm gonna to be I'm gonna be doing we're gonna be doing a special session. I'd like to invite everybody tonight at 7 p.m. We're gonna be talking about the presence of God. And there's it's gonna be a special impartation service. Amen. So I encourage you guys to come tonight at 7 p.m. I'm gonna be ministering and uh, man, we're gonna get lost in the glory of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hold that offering before you. Father, I thank you that we have the pleasure, we have the privilege of being chosen in you to serve you, to honor you, and to bless your holy name. Father, I pray over everyone's offerings and their tithes, Father God, that they will begin to experience your abundance in every aspect. Lord, that they will see the harvest come forth, Father God. That as they sow the seeds, that you will multiply the seed sown. That you'll prosper them, that there will have been no lack. And Father, I pray over their businesses, that they will begin to experience the favor of God. That you'll give them wisdom and understanding to do things they've never been able to do. Father, like wind to their cells, let your anointing come upon them now. Let your grace be manifested in their life. And let them experience your abundance. So as we honor you today, I thank you, Father God, that you will give us testimonies of your goodness. That this week shall be one of the greatest weeks of prosperity and abundance for the believer, Father God. We pray over today's tithes and offerings. And we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to sow into the kingdom of heaven. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Come and give as God leads you.